Welcome to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house. We're giving out prescriptions for better financial health and making smart decisions with your money. We give common sense solutions to your complex problems. And now, here are the doctors. Well, Matthew, we're into Thanksgiving week, really. We're going into it as we record for our Friday episode. So the next week's going to be Thanksgiving. So, yeah, wow. we're moving right along in, into November. Wow. Got Mid, any, Mid-November already. Mid-November. Got any big plans for Thanksgiving? Goodness. Well, this is the first Thanksgiving where uh, Haley and I are, are united in marriage. Um, we've spent holidays with each other's families uh, a little bit in the past, uh, the last two years, but never before married. So this is definitely going to be a new one. We've already talked through the the schedules on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and what families and both of our families are local. Uh, yeah. All all are local, except we have a cousin in Texas, uh, but everyone else is local. So which is such a blessing, and we're so thankful. Uh, but as I'm sure you are, you feel this sometimes because both of yours are local as well. It can make things uh, complicated with scheduling and when do we see people and and all that. So if you've been married uh, for any length of time and you're listening to this podcast and you have some suggestions, uh, definitely open to that because um, I know it's it's going to be busy. But um, yeah, we're 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 looking forward to it. Yeah, that that is one thing. When I first got married, what around nine years ago, uh, just getting used to like scheduling holiday stuff. That was. We've we've got a good system now. Actually, we're getting out of town this week, so we're we're getting out of here. Oh, you've got it really <laughs> down now. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that is something you'll learn and and work through. But it's still fun and joyful, and it's great that you're able to see your families. And yeah, that's yeah. really exciting. So yeah, hopefully right. we'll you know have a good Thanksgiving to everybody out there. A great holiday season. Uh, just a fun time to see everybody. Cherish these moments with your family. And yeah, sounds fun. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, so we got an interesting show today. We're going to talk about a few things. Uh, the first is the quiet power of rituals and retirement. A little softer topic, not as hard on the numbers, but uh, this article comes from the Wall Street Journal, Robbie Shell. It's just, um, we're going to read it verbatim. We're going to read the whole thing. Um and basically just her talking about how rituals are so powerful in retirement. So that's going to be really interesting. Yeah. And then the next article will be um, from the Ramsey Network, and it's um, a little more detailed, but it's why you should not withdraw from your retirement to pay off debt. So yeah. um, good good article. We get asked this a lot. You know, should I pull out of my 401k to pay off my um, you know student loans or credit card debt? And it's a good question, and we'll go into that in just a little bit. Yeah, by the way, I'm Ryan Borders. I'm a certified financial planner and a Dave Ramsey SmartVestor Pro. And I'm Matthew Travis. I'm also a financial planner here at the firm and have been a CFP now for uh, a little over four years. Yeah, man. Moving right along. That's right, man. Yeah. Well, we're excited to have you all listening to us today on our weekly show. We're exclusively up every week um, on Friday afternoons is when we post the show. So you can find you know our show up on our website on moneymd.net. You can look at Spotify, all the different podcast um, avenues now. Uh, listen to us every Friday. You know, it's about 30 minutes, really short. Um, yeah, everybody's going to be traveling for Thanksgiving, so it'll be a good time to listen. Um, also check us out on our website, just moneymd.net, where you can you know just link to us. You can ask questions for the show. You can also see previous shows. we got a lot out there. So feel free to check that out. But let's go ahead and get started with the financial fact of the week. Yeah, and this um, this comes from CNBC. And uh, it's just an interesting fact. Uh, despite having its lowest sales t- since 2012, uh, the Ford F-Series was the c- uh, country's top-selling vehicle for the 
first year. So for 41 years in a row, the Ford F-Series, so the, the trucks, standard pickup trucks, have been the number one selling vehicle in America, uh, which is incredible. I mean, you yeah. do see a lot of the vehicles out there are trucks. And that's primarily the F-150, the famous Ford truck. And yeah, it's amazing. They've they've been the top selling vehicle. People people in America love them. For four decades, over four decades. Yeah, so, and you, uh, you got one. I'm one of those, yes. Your dad has one. <laughs> Justin has one. <laughs> so, yep. yeah, that's awesome. Well, um, yeah, really interesting pack. It's just amazing they've been able to hold it that long. So. Yeah, it's a long time. Um, yeah, so now let's move on to our first article. So this is called The Quiet Power of Rituals and Retirement. And we're going to actually just read it because the way it's written. Um, and I think it's just the way it's just written. It's just easier for us to read the whole thing. Um, but, yeah, Matthew, today we're going to read an article from Robbie Shell uh, talking about rituals and retirement. Um, so... Uh, I'm going to start, and we'll, and just really interesting just to think through as our listeners out there who are retired or about to retire, this will be really good. So the first piece of advice I got when I retired was from a friend who had made the move five years earlier. Don't underestimate the importance of rituals. The author says she was skeptical, I think, about how I could ease the path into retirement. Rituals didn't seem to be a part of the answer. So to me, rituals were daily or weekly routines that organized time efficiently with the goal of simply getting jobs done and checking off a box. My earlier trips on Saturday mornings to the local farmer's market to buy fruits and vegetables before it got crowded, uh, for instance, was one of them. So it didn't take long, though, for me to see what my friends had been getting at. With days that are no longer ruled by the tight schedule and deadlines, I came to appreciate the special role and rituals play in my life. They are more than uh, disconnected, reoccurring acts. They are a keeper of memories that might otherwise fade away. They anchor people in places that are meaningful to me. They give structure to the days and weeks during the time when it can be increasingly easy to feel adrift. Yeah, and so this this author, Robbie, um, she said, you know, some of her newfound rituals were grounded in relationships um, that she's formed since retiring, like the coffee date every Friday with two women that she met seven years ago at an adult education French course. Um, she stopped trying to converse in French a month after the course ended, um, but the weekly coffee was really never about uh, the French. It, you know, it was no baggage from past years to deal with. They were free to talk about the present, good books, streaming shows, uh, family issues, health concerns, politics, uh, and anything else that was going on in their lives. Um, so, you know, what made it a ritual was not just a social event, um, but it's the care that they took to do that week after week, knowing that they would uh, be in those relationships week after week. Tuesday um, is, is, was her day with Evelyn a 92-year-old woman that she met three years ago um, through volunteering with a senior services organization. She said she lives alone in the small townhouse where she spent her entire life. Uh, and during her weekly visits, she shared stories of growing up in an extremely devoted family, one that um, has had more than its share of tragedy. Uh, she was well-versed in family dynamics, informed about the state of the world, and she sees no point in complaining about the pain that she was going through. Um, and she said that we, you know, we've had some, we've become close in ways that she hadn't expected. She's like an older, honored family member who's always interested in my life, uh, even as I worry about the challenges uh, she faces in her own. Yeah, a more frequent ritual involved another relationship she had, uh, which was closer to home, which was, you know, her husband who 
uh, you know, still working and had fallen into a habit of holding an early post-breakfast meeting every morning. And they, they did this on weekends as well to go over, you know, just different schedules for the coming hours. Um, and, you know, they talked through just things like headlines, what's going on in the world. Uh, eventually, um, they would get a brief discussion for dinner uh, at the end of the day, um, the end point that wraps up the day, you know, that they haven't lived out yet. So, um, you know, main thing about this part is just kind of the relationships that she's keeping mm-hmm. um, that I think are just really important. A great yeah. ritual is just interaction with people, living in relationship with people. Mm-hmm. Um, we're made for that. So yeah, that's right. next she has her teams. So other rituals that retirement has inspired uh, involved, you know, sports that she followed. So including every winter, you know, former colleagues, you know, you know, they go to a Philadelphia Flyers hockey team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they love to follow them. Um, so they always um, keep up with them. Um, so they do things like just bet and see who's going to win um, and talk through that. They're also big Eagles fans. So just watching, you know, this person's from Philadelphia, obviously. So just being very involved in the community of their city and working through, hey, you know, while keeping up with the teams together, watching games together. Once again, this is kind of on the theme of relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's something to be said about just camaraderie with your city. So um, so what she says here is, I belong to that greater river of fandom that flows through the city and beyond, buoyed by a sense of hope that is still there will be a championship year. So she's saying mm-hmm. they're always kind of working towards thinking that, hey, their teams like the Flyers and the Eagles are going to win. Uh, she says, perhaps the most meaningful to me has been recommitting to rituals carried over from my uh, pre-retirement years. So the next thing she says, on Christmas Day, her family shares a specific tradition passed on to them by uh, her older son's uh, godfather, Simon. The um, ingredients include a loaf of French bread, soft butter, um, and some cheese and a bottle of port. So making bread together every year. Is another thing. So not just new rituals, but also carrying over things you did, hmm. you know, before retirement. So yeah, I really like this article so far. Just how she's trying to stay busy, have camaraderie, have relationships. Yeah, and, and a part of this that she's talking about with this, you know, baking of bread. Um, you know, some sometimes you know people will pass away and people will move on or move to different cities or kids go out of the house or people get married or you have grandkids or things change. And so keeping some of that consistency, like, you, like you're talking about, Ryan, that this author is speaking to uh, from before you retire can be very helpful uh, and can bring back good memories of people in the past. Um, another example is Rainbow Sherbert. Um, it, this is an annual ritual for her, one that is taking a brief time out while waiting for new players, um, centered on the, the uh, rhymed scavenger hunt that she created for her husband and son's Uh, Every Easter as they were growing up, it always involved one very obscure clue that uh, once deciphered led to a pint of rainbow sherbet hidden at the bottom of our freezer. The sherbet wasn't much of a surprise after a few years um, because it was the same end, but it was always a highlight of the morning. And uh, she always remembered it as a sign that she can make a a revered tradition out of a frozen multicolored treat. Um, so it's really just saying like, hey, you know, create new rhythms and, and habits and even if it's rainbow sherbet. Absolutely. Um, and then there are, you know, other rituals begun decades ago that seem trivial, but they aren't. Every few days, you know, she sits down and brushes her hair, a uh, hundred strokes actually. <laughs> uh, so when she was 12, 
her mother told her that she should do that um, and probably hopes that it just she would have healthier hair. And she's been following that for many, many years. And so, um, you know, she said there's some compromises. It's not every day, but that's something she tries to do. And it's just something that brings her back to her childhood, to her relationship with her mother. Um, yeah, so just really interesting. Um, so what she finally says in closing is, you know, she doesn't see rituals becoming less important as she gets older. They will continue to be familiar and comforting in the way that turning on the lights mm-hmm. every time I enter a dark room is. An assurance that the space is intact and that things still work. Like the lights, I can count on rituals to illuminate the days ahead. Mm. If I'm lucky, we would say bless between me and you. Uh, I might one day see a parade of victorious flyers. <laughs> yeah, she's talking about the Stanley Cup for the flyers on their way. Um, you know, she might see that finally happen. I guess it hasn't been since 1975. Yeah. Um, so, kind of a soft article, just not a lot of hard numbers there. We're just talking through rituals, and a lot of the word that comes to my mind, you know, is, um, you know, we're made, I believe humans are made to live in relationship. Humans are made, um, you know, the word I keep thinking in my head is liturgy. Yeah, it's a practice, <laughs> yeah. And, and I, would yeah. Even, I would even say, Ryan, you know, we, we often are asked in our profession, hey, you know, how, how do I get more money? Well, or yeah. how do I, you know, be more efficient in, in this? And it's a good question, and we do answer that. But we do think as financial planners, we have a unique opportunity to speak into people's lives, even post-retirement, to say, hey, you know, our lives are not about efficiency. They're not about just about working or about hours spent at a job. It, it matters what we do and how we spend our time. And, and so this article is saying, hey, if you only focus on money when you're working yeah. and then you try to retire, who are you? Yeah. It's essentially saying, like, what is your identity placed in? Is it in your work? Mm-hmm. Then when you stop working, it can crush you. And we've seen that yeah. in our clients. So that, great. Well, yeah. The statistics on the amount of people that retire and then go back to work is, is pretty stunning. I mean, we need to run that number sometime and I'll find an actual fact, but it's amazing how many people will go back just because, because that's of that. all they know. Yeah. So it's just something to start working through before you retire and to think through, hey, you know, what am I going to do? Because you're going to have a lot more time. I just, I can't imagine not, you know, working, but, you know, just the amount of time that should yeah. ideally free, free up. And you got to think through the rituals you're going to do. What are you going to, you know, and Wh- who are you, what are you going to be about? Yeah. yeah. What's your yeah. kind of mission and vision going into retirement? So I thought that was a cool article. Um, going into the holidays might be a good thing to reflect on. Yeah, for sure. Yep. All right. So now we're going to move on to the question of the week. So I'm going to ask it here. So I thought 22500 was the limit on the 401k. Uh, what is this 73500 number for the 401k I hear about? Great question. Yeah, and this is this is a really important question, and it's going to be a little confusing on the surface, but we hope we can break it down. And, and if you have questions, please ask us. But 22500 is the limit for an employee to contribute to a pre-tax or a Roth 401k if you're under the age of 50, okay? If you're over the age of 50, that number turns into 30,000 for 2023. Um, that's going to increase next year, but you know, for this year, those are the numbers. But then there's still the additional amount up to that 73,500. And that part from, let's say you're over 50, from 30,000 to 73,500 consists of two things. And it's your employer's match as well as profit sharing. And those two things are kind of one because it's from your employer. And then after tax. And the after tax is really important. And not every plan offers this. But this is essentially saying, 
hey, as an employee, you've already maxed out your pre-tax slash Roth bucket of the 22,500 under 50, or if you're over 50, 30,000. But if you still wanna contribute more and your plan offers it, you can contribute up to that 73,500 if you're over 50 in after-tax dollars. And so it's really important if you do do that to convert out of that every year and put it into a Roth. There's some taxes associated with that, but that is a very good way to save up to that limit if your plan offers it. Absolutely. That's good to know. Just just a lot of people just don't know that. And so it's just always good to understand the plan that you have and the options you have and where you can save. Um, because yeah, and those numbers are constantly changing. So mm-hmm. it's just good to get updates on that. So yeah, great question. Uh, we appreciate y'all submitting questions. Please uh, go to moneymd.net and submit more. We love answering those questions for you every week. Um, so let's move on to our final article, why you shouldn't withdraw from your retirement to pay off debt. This is from Ramsey. Yeah, so if you're drowning in a sea of credit card bills, student loans, other debt, you may be tempted to do something desperate to cover your payments, including borrowing from your retirement. Um, And so the question is, should I do this? Our general advice would be no. Now, now certainly there are nuances and if you're in the hospital or your family needs it or you're going to be, you know, you're going to lose your house, certainly there are situations where this does not hold. But generally we would say, no, you should not pull out of your 401k or your IRA even to pay off debt. Um, not only will you be hit with outrageous early withdrawal penalties and have to pay taxes on everything, but you're also stealing from your future self. Um, the only time you should consider taking money out is to avoid, again, those drastic situations like foreclosure or bankruptcy. Otherwise, really trying to keep your hands off the 401k is, is going to be wise. Yeah, so you're going to need to understand the rules and penalties for early retirement withdrawal. So this is very important, and some people miss this, and it can be quite a mess for them. So retirement investments like a 401k or your IRA are great tools to build wealth um, and retire the way you want. But the key word here is retire, right? So tapping into those funds before it's time to actually retire comes at a cost to you. So with the 401k, you know, withdrawing money from a 401k early comes with a 10% penalty. You also have to pay taxes on whatever you take out, but the IRS usually withholds 20% automatically when you do it. And if you take out a significant significant amount, it could bump you into a higher tax bracket. So if you took out, let's say, 20000 from your 401k, that puts you in the 22% tax bracket. You um, you may only get about 12000 or 13000 depending on you know your state income tax as well. When all is said and done, and you know now there are some exemptions to paying like uh, penalties on early 401k draws, which we'll dive into in a minute, but you're thinking about taking money out of your 401k, if you're thinking about it, to cover an expense to pay off debt, ask yourself this, do I really want to borrow money at 30% interest, right? That's how you got to think about yeah, it. Yeah, that's a good question. And of course not. You'd say, no, I don't want to do that. And that's basically what you're doing when you dip into a 401k before retirement. Mm. Yeah, traditional IRA, um, very similar to the 401k, uh, before 59 and a half results in a 10% penalty. There's no automatic withholding like there is for a 401k, but you'll still have to pay federal and state income taxes on the amount you take out. Um, There are some exceptions, just like the 401k, um, but even if you're taking money out of your IRA, even if that seems easier now, typically we see that um, it, it, it hurts you long term. Roth IRA, um, a little different. It uses after-tax dollars, uh, but it does grow tax-free. 
Uh, but so you're able to pull out any of the contributions at any time, regardless of your age, without penalties or taxes. But the earnings are where where you'll pay taxes and a 10% penalty um, if you pull it out before that age 59 and a half. But again, the whole point of investing in a Roth is for the long-term growth. So trying to leave that alone is good. And, and Ryan, honestly, this is why we encourage people before you invest to really think through, are you ready to invest? Yes. Are you in a financial state that says, hey, if I have a financial emergency, I'm not going to pull out of a Roth. I'm, I've yeah. got an emergency fund. I've got cash on the outside. I've got you know these funds that I can pay for it without going into debt or into my uh, my retirement. Absolutely. So let's talk about the exemptions to these early withdrawal penalties. You know, while you still have to pay taxes on money taken out of the 401k or that IRA before a certain age, 59 and a half is what we're talking about here. Um, there are some situations that let you get around the 10% early withdrawal penalty for retirement funds. So let's talk through the exemptions for both. Um, if you're going to use the money to pay for medical expenses, as long as those expenses add up to be more than 10% of your gross income, yes, you can with, you can uh, not take the 10% penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, you had a child or adopted child during the year, so up to 5000 is exempt for each account. You're in the military and are called into active duty. The money is used to pay the IRS levy, um, so, you know, legally taking of property to pay back, you know, tax debt. Mm-hmm. So you can use it for that. And the money is divided into a series of substantially equal periodic payments. This is called the SEPP, also known as Rule 72T. You become permanently disabled. You die, allowing your beneficiaries to access your retirement funds. So those are the big uh, reasons. These are the what we call the, we would call those hardship withdrawals for the most part. Yep. And it would say, hey, you're allowed to, with, you know, not take that 10% penalty, but you still got to pay the taxes. Don't forget about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for both 401k and IRA. This is the exceptions for the 10% penalty just for the 401k only. Uh, if you leave your job uh, the year you turn 55 or later, and it's actually 50 for federal and state jobs. Um, another one would be the 401k is divided in a divorce under what's known as a quadro. Um, that would be another reason you don't have to pay the 10% penalty. Um, or you over-contributed to your 401k and they pull the money out. Obviously, they're not going to penalize you for that. Uh, the exceptions for the IRA only, uh, if you use uh, the money for qualified higher education expenses, that would be an, exce- an exception. Uh, or if the money is used to purchasing or building your first home up to $10,000. Um, or if the money is used to cover health insurance premiums if you're unemployed. Those would be um, three exceptions for the IRA 10% penalty. Yeah, no, hardship, well, yeah, hardship withdrawals. So these, I said hardship withdrawals earlier. Those were exemptions earlier. So hardship withdrawals are a little different. There's also an exemption for early withdrawal penalty for a 401k called hardship withdrawal. Hmm. Let's, um, let, this lets you take the money out of your 401k to meet immediate heavy financial need. And it's according to the IRS. This could include repairing damage to your home after a natural disaster covering funeral expenses for a loved one, or paying rent to avoid eviction. You're only allowed to take out the exact amount needed for these expenses, and remember, you still have to pay taxes on it. You're never going to get away from the tax part, right? Um, Right now, hardship withdrawals are on the rise, and unfortunately, more and more people are lying about their situation Mm. uh, to qualified hardship withdrawal. Uh, We saw that there was also some rules during COVID people were allowed to take out of it. Um, Yeah. 
But, and this says, hey, that's fraud. So you just got to be careful about that. You know, you do need to only use it if you have to and for real reasons. In other words, you know, just be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, And even as it becomes easier to take money out of your 401k, don't forget you're the one who has to live off that money when you retire. So be careful uh, about what you call an emergency and hold on to as much of your 401k as you can for later. Mm Yeah, the next section of this article is talking about the danger of 401k loans. Another mistake uh, people make is taking out a 401k loan to pay off their debt. But with these loans, you're technically borrowing from yourself and then having to pay yourself back plus interest. 401k loans can backfire as well. Uh, Let's say you lose your job. The loan has to be paid back typically within 60 days. Um, And if you don't, there's a 10% penalty with that. And 401k loans are interesting because you pull the money out from your 401k loan and it hits your bank account and it is after tax. They don't tax you on it because you're going to pay it back. But the interest that you pay back is after tax as well. And so technically you put back the contribution that you took out, the loan yep. that you put back after tax. Okay. It's a net net zero. You're paying yourself interest, which some people are like, oh, it's not a big deal. But you're paying yourself interest after tax into a pre-tax 401k. And so you're going to get taxed twice on that interest because it's coming from an after-tax bank account. You're paying yourself interest into a pre-tax 401k. And in the future, when you take it out, it'll be taxed. So not a great deal. You are paying yourself, but you're getting taxed on that money twice for the interest. So, you know, 401k loans, common solution in people's minds, we would recommend against it. Yeah, it gets messy. And so, you know, we just need to talk through why you should never borrow from your retirement um, kind of what we're talking about, the the big lesson here is keep, you know, use your vehicles for what they are, right? So like retirement's for retirement, loans are for loans, okay? If you need a loan, go get a loan. Right. Um, vice versa, you know, so just, just thinking through that, you know, emergencies are for your emergency, emergency fund. fund. Yeah, that's exactly uh, when right. When we start colluding these things together, you know, it just gets messy and can really mess up your plan. So the purpose of retirement funds is to make sure you're taken care of once you stop working mm. and the income is no longer rolling in. But too many people treat the retirement fund as their emergency fund. And the money you take out now, the less you'll have later. Uh, When your 401k or IRA becomes an ATM, you lose out on all the money you would have earned uh, with compounding growth. Compounded growth is your best friend. We talk about that a lot here. But only when you give it the opportunity to work, right? So you got to give it time. We always talk about your best friend with investing is time, right? So... um, it's not money for today. It's money for tomorrow. Hmm. Remember, investing is for the long haul. It takes patience and self-control. And that's a great lesson, especially the last two years. We've kind of rolled through. You, you yeah. got to give it time. Um, let's see how you know, you know, know this plays out in real life. So if you took 50000 out of your IRA to pay off your student loan debt, you'll end up paying about 5000 in penalties and around 15000 in taxes, really only leaving you with 30000 you know, that's not okay. Um, and the worst part is you hadn't touched your IRA and left it, you know, that 50000 invested uh, for another 20 years. Let's just say it was on average making 11%. It could have grown over $445,000. Uh, that's what the math shows us. And that's without you investing another dime. So, you know, leaving that money alone pays off big time, you know, letting it compound over the years, taking it out uh, costs you even bigger. So bottom line, long-term costs of looting your retirement fund um, is simply just not worth it. It's mm. just not worth it. It's not a good tool to work towards those other goals. Many people say they can make up for the loss by putting more money towards retirement later. 
but there are limits on how much you can actually contribute um, each year. So for both 401k and IRAs, and the last thing, last thing you want is to have to work harder and longer because you didn't save enough for retirement. So leave your retirement accounts alone. And when the time comes, use them and you'll be glad you did it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then the question people might be asking is, well, how do I get out of debt? Um, and so, you know, if you don't, if you don't cash out your retirement fund, what does this look like? A couple, couple of different strategies. Um, look at, look at your non-retirement investments, look at your cash, look at your brokerage accounts. Um, you know, look at different sources of, of funds that do not, that are not set aside for retirement. Um, can even look like CDs, savings bonds, single stocks, crypto, if you have crypto, um, you know, it, yeah, any any of those items that are not locked up in an IRA or four hundred one k could be could be a means of, of of getting out of debt. Really, the ultimate goal is going to be getting on a budget. So, yeah, you know, if you're in debt because you've you know you have high medical bills or you know something that you can't control, it's different. But if you're in debt because Christmas came around and you didn't plan for it, and it's five thousand dollars, and then you don't pay it off, and then you go on a cruise and you can't pay that off and then you are you know it's it's the cycle that people walk down then we would encourage you maybe you need to consider a budget and really yeah. think through how can you not make this a cyclical pattern sure um of of debt so that would be something to consider is getting on a budget for the long-term financial health and once you have the budget in place then use the debt snowball method we talk a lot about this and it's really just paying your smallest debts off first and then rolling that payment over to the next one and to the next one until you pay the last one off um kind of goes back to the snowball method the reason it works is more psychological get the small ones knocked out first showing hey i can do this i can get this right. done and then you just see it snowball over time because once you combine all those old payments to mm-hmm. the last one man it's you're paying it off fast yeah, yeah it runs and so, um, yeah, great way to do that. You can also talk to a Ramsey financial coach. So I'm a Ramsey Smartvestor. I really help with financial planning as the retirement side, while we do help on the coaching side as well. Um, you can actually look up Ramsey financial coaches who will meet with you uh, monthly and help you work through a budget, and you just pay them a monthly fee to do that. Really help you get out of debt, help you get your budget set, things like yep. that. And then, you know, obviously we work with them as when you're ready to start investing, working through, you know, your, you know, what you're invested in, types of accounts, financial plan for retirement, other short-term goals. That's where the smart investor steps in. Mm-hmm. Really good article. I just think it's good to revisit that and talk through that because, yeah, a lot of people think that's an option and it really can screw up your plan. Yeah, that's right. Um, so let's close with the RX of the week. So, you know, Matthew, we're heading into the holidays and really it's good to start working on your 2024 goals if you haven't already. So there's going to be some downtime, ideally, right? We're off work. Yeah. So, you know, and when you're at the end of the year, it's just a good time to just work through your goals uh, for the coming year. So do you have any big expenses coming up? Um, Work a plan on how you're going to pay for it, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe you want to buy a car by the end of the year, you know, something like that, or a house, down payment. Also reflect on your past year goals, um, this past year, 2023 goals and the plan and see what, what worked for you, what didn't. Make adjustments for the future, but I always like to sit there, down during the holidays and work through my next year's goal mm-hmm. and planning. So when I hit January, I'm ready to go. I don't do the resolutions thing. I do more yearly planning. So just a good time to start doing that because we are at the end of the year. It's coming up quick. So that was, that was a good episode. really enjoyed doing that with you today. 
Um, and yeah, this closes this week's edition of MoneyMD. So, you know, tune in next week on MoneyMD.net to hear more prescriptions for your financial uh, health. Check out our website, MoneyMD.net, and send us your questions or give us a call at Richard Young Associates at 706-739-0725. You know, thanks for listening. Everybody just have a great rest of the week and happy Thanksgiving to those um, out there. So, yeah. Material in this program is intended for general information only and should not be taken as specific investment tax or legal advice. None of the information contained in this broadcast is intended by the host to be a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. All hosts are representatives of Richard Young Associates, a registered investment advisor.